Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Eden Foods, the most trusted name in certified organic clean food. When you shop online at EdenFoods.com, enter the coupon code ORGVIEW to receive 20% off any regularly priced items, excluding cases. For other promotional offers, please visit TheOrganicView.com's website. And don't forget to check out our contest section. On today's show, Tom and I have quite a lot to talk about. There is a New Zealand study on Corpyrophos, a collective effort by bee health advocates to reform scientific integrity, and neonicotinoids have been found in building products, and there's an effort in the state of Illinois to ban the use of neonicotinoids on public land. First, I'd like to welcome to the show my co-host, Colorado beekeeper Tom Theobald. Hello, Tom. Hello, Joan. It is yet another week, and it's great to see that there is more and more progress being made to help raise awareness about what's going on with our pollinators, but also more and more efforts to protect them. First, let's talk about the New Zealand study on Corpyrophos. There's an interesting story behind the story. New Zealanders are concerned about the effect of Corpyrophos on pollinators, honeybees, and what they found is that it can affect the welfare of honeybees at levels of 50 picograms. Now, I didn't know what a picogram, maybe you do, June, but I had to look it up. A picogram is a part per trillion. This is very alarming. We're finding effects from these chemicals at parts per trillion. So not only is it a concern about that specific chemical, but it's a concern at the levels of which at which these products are having devastating consequences. Now I do want to mention what exactly Corpyrophos does. It's a widely used organophosphate that's used on wheat, fruits, strawberries, almonds, turf grass, and a wide range of crops. And apparently it's been withdrawn from some crops like strawberries and plums in the UK, but it's still widely used in America. And EPA is currently, quote-unquote, in the process of deciding when to ban it. So that remains to be seen as far as what we're going to do here in America. Well, you know, nothing is banned in America. Everything is used in America. Many of these organic organophosphates have been in use since the Second World War, and probably a good share of our listeners, perhaps most of our listeners, weren't even born when they began using these products, and we're still debating their use. We've been dramatically failed by our regulatory and risk assessment system. Well, that's basically because of the amount of money that they stand to lose if these chemicals are banned. I mean, we've gone, we've become this society where profits matter first. And it 
wrong on so many levels. We're destroying the environment. So many people are dying of a myriad of diseases. If you think about it, 20 years ago, how many people did you know, Tom, that had cancer? Well, it certainly escalated. I don't know what the what the statistics are, but, you know. No, but I'm asking you. I'm not asking you for st- statistics. How many people did you know 20 years ago that had cancer? Was it something where 9 out of 10 people that you knew had cancer or had a battle with cancer or have a family member that has cancer? It was not as rampant 20 years ago. Now that's the case. Certainly not. And and cancer really, as important as it is and as much press as it gets, is just part of the picture. We're having all kinds of neurological disorders, behavior disorders, uh, allergies, food allergies. How much evidence do we need before we begin, begin to address the poisoning of our environment? And another one of the subjects that you mentioned at the beginning the use of pesticides on decking material. The chemical industry looks at anything out there in the real world that doesn't include their poisons as an unexploited market. The article that appeared in HealthyBuilding.net, it's quite interesting when you take a look at what the information that they put in this article. I just want to read this. It says, in regards to concentrations of harm, The author wrote, unfortunately, it seems honeybees are attracted to that which poisons them. They're not attracted to that which poisons them. These chemicals are ubiquitous. That's what people don't understand. In the current 2016 debate, the big issue with the Democratic Party was with the Flint water crisis. And it's quite interesting when you take a look at how much exposure was given to that horrible, horrible problem. But the thing is, is that neonicotinoids are in our water. Nobody's really talking about this at all, other than us and some of the other bee activists. Well, the regulatory agencies are being careful not to look too closely, but the neonicotinoids are being found everywhere they look. And I've thought about the Flint situation and and wondered how it compares to the problems that we're dealing with in, with the neonicotinoids. The real tragedy in Flint is that many of these children may have been marked irreversibly for the rest of their lives by their exposure to this lead in their water. And we may be seeing the same thing with these neonicotinoids. They produce some of the same effects. They may be inducing irreversible changes in ourselves and in our children that we will pay the price for for years to come. That's why we have have a regulatory agency to prevent just those kinds of things. And instead, they're doing everything they can to look the other way. Well, they're protecting industry's profits, that's why, and that is the problem. Why do we have a system that is supposed to, by design, protect the environment, protect the people, and all they're busy doing is protecting profits? Now, this brings us to the next topic, which is about how the USDA is being urged to reform scientific integrity policy after allegations of scientific censorship. This is actually a collective effort by Center for Food Safety, 
Friends of the Earth Pesticide Action Network and Center for Biological Diversity. This goes back to what happened back in October 2015 with Dr. Jonathan Lundgren, who basically said enough was enough, and he blew the whistle about some research that he discovered that was problematic. And then it's like if somebody speaks up, they get punished. Well, this, and this is part of the defense of of the chemistry. They uh, sit in judgment of themselves, and of course they find no foul, no harm, no foul. Uh, where is Congress, I'd like to know? The EPA ultimately reports to Congress, and we may be facing the most serious environmental disaster ever, and we listen to presidential debates where they demean each other and talk about the size of a candidate's hands and things like that when there are very important things that need to be addressed, and they seem to have no clue. For its part, Congress has done nothing. Some of the congressmen, some of the congressmen uh, initiated the Pollinator Protection Act three years ago, I believe, and it's languished ever since. Nothing has been done. Well, that's because they're not seeking the support of their constituents. And the bottom line is, is that we have this process where we elect people who basically make it a priority to do favors for people that are in a position of power that have financially supported them or used their influence to make sure that they were elected. And we the people don't seem to matter, and that is a problem. Well, we the people are not their constituents. Their constituents are the powerful sources, the mega corporations. That's where their money comes from, and those are their constituents. The people are irrelevant in most of their decisions. They completely are. And in regards to the congressmen and congresswomen, you and I both have spoken to a few folks that supported that effort, but it basically lost momentum and was put to the bottom of the pile of issues that they are dealing with. And unfortunately, food security is not one of them. Well, we and that's what, this boils, that's what this boils down to, for food security. We, uh, we talk about the honeybees. We focus on the honeybees, but they're really just an indicator species. These neonicotinoids are a major problem for the pollinators and for the environment as a whole. And uh, we're very carefully avoiding any real examination of what's going on here or any action. The, the neonicotinoid family is among the most poisonous, pernicious products ever created. Every evidence that we have points toward a looming environmental disaster. But unfortunately, that is not part of the information that elected officials, as well as some of these groups that are claiming to protect bees, include. They keep saying that the scientific evidence has not yet proven that. And considering how many interviews I've done with how many scientists that are well-respected and have done independently conducted research that has been peer-reviewed and published. It's preposterous that they're 
still including that in their repertoire, so to speak. There is actually um, an effort in the state of Illinois where Representative Will Gazzardi, and I commend him for doing this, he wants to ban the use of neonicotinoids on public land. And while it's not an outright ban, I still feel it's a step in the right direction. And considering the fact that there are a lot of things going on in your neck of the woods in Colorado, Tom, I think that this does present a lot of hope. Well, it's certainly a step in the right direction, and and we're facing a similar situation here in Boulder County with publicly owned farmland. The issue is genetically modified crops, but the genetically modified crops come wetted to systemic pesticides used as seed treatments. So it's part and parcel. It's a package. It's a poisonous package. So here in Boulder County, we're looking at the GMOs, but uh, if we are to restrict those, it also is going to reduce the exposure to the neonicotinoids. The neonicotinoids have have just been instrumental in massive poisoning of the American environment. Well, I think that what he's doing is a step in the right direction, I just want to mention that this would not include private farmlands. It would basically focus on public lands that are owned or operated by the state of Illinois. Now, here in New York, there's a ban, I I do believe it's Clothianidin, that was put through the Governor Patterson's administration many years ago. So there are states that are taking matters into their own hands that are well aware of the impact of some of these pesticides. They've been prohibited from being used on public playgrounds or any places where children play, things of that nature. So there are efforts that are being made state to state. It's just that it has to be a nationwide effort. Actually, it has to be a global effort. In some ways, the state of New York has been a leader. Several years ago, there was concern over contamination of well water and the migration of imidacloprid in, with the groundwater in your local area, Long Island. And New York State responded by making imidacloprid, the first of the neonicotinoids, a restricted-use pesticide. So in order to use it, you would have to get an applicator's license, not to involve, but one step to control the use of of these chemicals. In most other states, you can simply walk into any big box store and you can buy them right off the shelf without any qualification whatsoever. New York took a further step when clothianidin was introduced to the market in 2003, and New York State declined to even register clothianidin. So in that regard, at least, New York has been a leader. Oh, I think New York's doing a lot of things. Um, unfortunately, a lot of I think a lot of states are doing great things, but for the most part, it boils back to the same thing, or boils down to the same thing. We really need this to be a national ban, because when you look at what's going on in Europe, the fact that we haven't done anything nationally really sends a poor message to the world because we're supposed to be leaders and it's like we're not even following what other people are doing to protect the environment. So, you know, that really is not something that's good. The last topic that I want to talk about 
concerns a study in which there's an overwhelming majority of Germans that have been contaminated by glyphosate. Something like 99.6% of the people that they sampled have glyphosate in their blood. That's just insane. The Germans are not happy. I'm sure that they are furious. They are. When it's that widespread, what are you going to do, have an entire country sue a chemical company? Well, the question that comes from that is, what do you think the levels would be in the United States? Probably much higher than in Germany. And now that the uh, the questions as to the health consequences of glyphosate are emerging, uh, this is a very serious question. There are concerns about it being a carcinogen, cancer-producing, and uh, there are many other uh, health problems that result from exposure to glyphosate. Now, I do want to point out, in this article, it mentions that meat eaters also displayed higher levels of glyphosate contamination than vegetarians or vegans. Now, what's interesting about that is most people don't really think about this process. When you're feeding genetically modified alfalfa to a cow, and alfalfa is a key crop that is grown for the purpose of feeding it to cows. When you're eating the meat from that animal, you're ingesting anything that that animal has consumed, especially these really toxic chemicals that are in that animal's system. And by consuming its flesh, it's no surprise that this is what they found. So, folks, remember... If you're consuming meat, anything that the animal has consumed, or even when it comes to fish, the environment that the fish is thriving in, the fish is absorbing all of that into its system, and then you're eating that fish, think about what you're consuming. I uh, I think back to the 1960s in Boulder. Boulder was the center of the universe in the 60s, and we had a group here called the Breatharians. And the breatharians claimed that they got all of their nutrition from the air, whatever was in the air. And it's come to the point now that nothing is safe to eat. The water is contaminated. The vegetables are contaminated. The meat is contaminated. And in many cases, the air is contaminated. This is a massive poisoning of the earth, and it's going unaddressed. Well, it's going unaddressed because, once again, we need people in positions of power that are actually going to do their job, not look the other way or not accept money from the chemical corporations to allow them to continue business as usual. And that's an issue that if you're located in the United States, you really need to think about that with this upcoming election. People really need to start thinking about who they're supporting as far as this election is concerned and what they stand for and also do some digging as far as issues that really will affect their future as well as their children's future and people who have yet to be born. You know, what are we doing to the generations that have yet to come about? I think we are not leaving a world behind that's going to be very healthy and it's going to be very hard for these generations to repair all the damage that's been done. People need to start speaking out on their own behalf. 
and stop being on the receiving end of this poisoning. In any event, Tom, we'll see what happens as things unfold. I do want to make a little bit of an announcement here. I was notified by a company called Analytica that I am number 14 in the world on the topic of sustainability. And the organic view is, I do believe, number 61. So considering that this is independent media, I have to congratulate myself because uh, I will not sell my integrity and I just keep trying to do the best that I can and appreciate the support from folks out there and also the help of people like you, Tom. Well, it's encouraging to uh, to know that there are people listening to what we're saying, June. We're one of the few outlets that are that is talking about these subjects every week. It's it's encouraging to know that there are people out there listening. There are a lot of people that listen, and I hear from them all the time. You hear from people all the time, especially when you go to different events and. It's really nice to know that people are paying attention because that's basically what is needed for people to start paying attention and start doing something about these problems because they're not going to go away. Looking in another direction is not going to make them stop. So on that note, I do want to mention a couple of listeners that have been very supportive, especially Dawn Dale and Bill Castro, who's actually a beekeeper in Maryland. I really do appreciate all of your support. And by all means, folks, if you'd like to contact either me or Tom, please write to us. The email address is questions at theorganicview.com. Tom, thanks again, and we will continue looking at the information and hoping that the folks out there will pay even more attention to what's going on. Well, we we know from past experience that there will be interesting news in the coming week, and, and we'll focus on it. So thanks for everything you do, too, June. Thanks, Tom. And, folks, please check out the previous shows, which are available on theorganicview.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we put out a lot of interviews and other information that's out there that are not necessarily found on the organic view. There are a lot of videos and whatnot that we're going to be putting out there. So just visit our YouTube channel, which is basically YouTube, and do a search for The Organic View. Thanks for tuning in. This has been June Sawyer for The Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon.